Let's all gather our Bibles together and take them to the book of 1 John. 1 John chapter 5, we'll see what God says today. We continue to go verse by verse through the Bible, trusting the Lord to teach us and His Word to go through our hearts. 1 John chapter 5, what a wonderful small little book this has been to go through. Inspired Word of God helps us to dismiss the words of men and look at what God says. And so it is this morning. Many people and most religions do not believe what's in the verses before us today, but they sure are a comfort to our hearts that believe the Bible. First John chapter 5, we'll start in verse number 11. First John 5, 11, the Bible says, and this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So this morning I'm preaching on eternal life that's found in these verses. The word eternal life is mentioned several times in this little epistle. Not only in verse 11 and verse 13 that we've read, but look down at verse number 20 where the Bible says, And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. He also mentions that eternal life when He just first began the whole book in chapter 1. In verse number 2, where He talked about, For the life was manifest, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. The first thing I want to do this morning is define eternal life. What is eternal life? You know, it's so hard for us with our human minds to grasp eternity. Hold your finger right here. Would you go to Deuteronomy, all the way back in Deuteronomy, because when you talk about eternal life, you can't help but mention The character of God, the personality of God. You can't understand eternal life without understanding God. The Bible tells us all the way back in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 27. Deuteronomy 33, 27. He says, the eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. When God describes Himself, He describes Himself as an eternal God. He said before the mountains were formed or ever the world began, He said from everlasting to everlasting, you know, I'm God. I'm not just limited to time. I'm outside of time. Jesus, when He prayed to His Father, He He talked about the glory that he had with the Father before the world even began. It's so hard for human beings to think outside of anything that's time. 
Our minds can't even comprehend it. But God is outside of time. The Bible says in the beginning, God was already there, you see. It wasn't that the beginning God became, but no, in the beginning God was already standing there. That that is hard to imagine with my mind. He only says that in Genesis 1. He says that in John 1 about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So God was there before there was a start. How can Try to think in your brain how there could never be a beginning. How there could be something before the beginning. I'm telling you, humanity can't consider that. That doesn't even make any sense. Everything that we live in life has a starting point and a stopping point. But God never had a starting point. He's eternal. And so as far back as I can go, as far back as I can think, there is still a God and you would continue to go. How can that be? I've set up, you know, as a you know, introspective person. I, I've tried to look at life and look at eternity, but when I start looking at eternity, it, it's beyond my grasp. I can't... Can, can you imagine trying to go back as far where there, there is no stopping point? I can't, I can't perceive that. But the Bible says that's God. He is an eternal God. Before there was a planet, before there was light, before there was... Darkness before there was anything. There was God. That, that's beyond. I don't know if you. I never get Dr. Bob Jones Sr. He said. I heard him on the tape. And he said. He said one day. He said the, the grandest thought that I ever had in my life. He said I was a little boy. And I looked up into the stars of heaven. And as I looked up in the stars of heaven. He said it dawned on me. That I was going to live forever somewhere. Forever. You know forever is a long, long time. And the truth of the matter is that forever in our minds is something that is everlasting. Would you go to John 3? This is an amazing thing. You know, I'm glad that I have everlasting life. We can all quote the verse, can we not? John 3, 16, probably the most famous verse in the Bible outside of Psalm 23. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. Now, I can comprehend that in, in, in a way. I, I can understand how something will never stop. But I, can't have, I cannot comprehend how something never had a start. That's the difference between everlasting and eternal. Eternal is a characteristic of God Himself, you see. Now, you're in John 3, and you've read that about everlasting... I just quoted you that about everlasting life. But look at John three fifteen, the verse right before John three sixteen, That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have what? Eternal life. You say, preacher, are you saying there's a difference in eternal life and everlasting life? I'm telling you, God's trying to give you even a greater perspective. God is not just giving us life that will never end. But if we receive His gift, we go as far back as we go forward. 
You say, how is that possible? Because when you get saved, you get in Christ, and Christ gets in you. And it goes back just as far either way. You're outside of time. You belong to Him. Your your home is in heaven. You know, God stands outside of time. His heaven is outside of this. One day time will end. There'll be no more days. There'll be no more months. There'll be no more years. Our contemplation of life is life starts, life stops, and I, I, it's hard for me to adjust to life because it changes. People's other, other people's lives start, they stop. There are so many changes in life. I have to make adjustments because life is always up and down and it has this point and that point and all these bumps in between. But God is telling us this. I have got something greater for you. You that I created. You that I love. You that I died for. It's much better than life it's something eternal it's beyond life oh i don't know if i can get you to grasp that like it's in my soul this morning but you know what human beings live for they live for life they don't live for eternity their view is about life their view is not eternity Can you imagine when you step into eternity? You're there forever and ever and ever. And that can be a wonderful thing. And that can be a tormenting thing. Because not only is there eternal life, but Jesus talked about eternal damnation. Damnation that never stops. Damnation that encompasses A human being outside of life, that's not his will. That's not what he desires. But he talks about those people that will be tormented forever and ever. I'm glad this morning that I'm going to be forever and ever with God. That my salvation is just as secure as the very character of God. My salvation cannot stop because it's eternal. Just like God cannot stop. I will never cease to live in God because He will never cease to be lived. He's given me eternal life. He's eternal. But there are souls that are without Jesus Christ and without His gift that will be forever without him and forever in damnation and forever in torment and I don't like the thought of that but that's what's in the Bible and so you're going to be just like Dr. Bob said you're going to be somewhere forever and forever is a long time and our little lives will be such a such a vapor and such a glimpse such a twinkling of an eye and whatever you're going through in your life and whatever's difficult in your life Think about how small a speck it is compared to eternity. Forever and ever. You say, preacher, that's, that's, hard. that's hard to consider when I'm going through life. Well, I'm telling you, the Bible's written to get you to think more than just about your life. He wants you to think about eternal things. Because things in life are temporary. But what God wants us to give us is eternal. Never stops. So the first thing I I want you to think about this morning is defining that eternal life. Something that is not temporary, but that is forever. How's your forever going to be? How's your forever going to be? I try to live every day in light of forever. Instead of in light of... You know how many people are reactionary? They're just living in the moment. 
The moment passes awful fast. Why don't we live for eternity? Why don't we put our eyes on God? You know what I think? You know why some people can't do that? They don't even believe in eternity. They don't believe in eternal things. But if eternal things aren't true, then the Bible is a lie and Jesus is a lie. That's we're passing out these, putting these on the doorsteps about heaven and hell and, and trying to get people to read them about their eternity. And the first thing on the back says, unless you believe the Lord Jesus Christ is a liar, both heaven and hell are real places. Because he talked about both of them. But Jesus is not a liar and the Bible's not a lie. And there is a forever. And some people think they live and die like a dog and that's all it is and and there's nothing else to lie, but that's not true. And I think there is something built in our hearts that we know there's something beyond this life. There's a consciousness that God puts there that lets us know there is an eternity to think about. And I'm telling you this morning, most people never think about that. They're just thinking about what's going on on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Instead of where I'll be forever and ever. Eternal life defined. Then I want to say, look at verse 11 with me in 1 John again. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. Eternal life, trying to get you to think about what it is. This is something that never stops and really has no beginning as well. That, that, that also explains, you know, our, our Calvinist friends that are so confused about all that matter. When you, when you receive eternal life, you step into eternity. That's why you go back as far before the foundation world as you do going forward. But amen, you didn't, get, you, you didn't step into eternity until you got saved, you see. You didn't get e- eternal life. And look at verse 11. Is, is, is a gift that you have to receive. It's a free gift. He says right there in verse number 11. Look at it. And this is the record that God hath. What's that word? Given. God hath given to us what? Eternal life. And this life is in His Son. So eternal life is given by God. It is a gift. You know, people that, so many people that are religious that do believe in eternity, they think they're going to improve their eternity by what they do in their life. And God says, no, no, if you get this eternal life, I have to give it to you. It is a gift to you. Jesus said this. He he said, my sheep uh, hear my voice and I know them, they follow me. And he says this in John 10, he said, and I give. Unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my, my hand. And so Jesus said, I give to people eternal life. It's a gift. One of the great verses in the Bible. I think every Christian ought to have it memorized so they can tell other people, no matter if you're at work or, or where you are. And in Romans 6.23, everybody all know that. For the wages of sin is death. We see that every, death is just a product of sin. Don't blame God for that. Blame sin for that. Don't, don't blame all the bad things on God. God didn't do that. Sin did that. God made a perfect world. And he made perfect people. He made a perfect environment. He set man up for the, for the most wonderful life that the world, that anybody could ever dream of having. But man had to ruin all that just like we ruined so many things, God. Don't blame stuff on God. God's not the author of that. Sin is the author of that. For the wages of sin is death. Oh, what a terrible thing. Life is filled with death and 
depravity and heartache and ruin and guilt and shame and sorrow. The wages of sin is death, but, boy, I'm glad God put a but in there. I'm glad God put a... Though my life is filled with sin and destruction and problem, and though I have no hope in this life only, He says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The Lord says, I'll give you something that goes beyond death, that goes beyond your sin, that goes beyond your... I've got a gift of eternal life. I do. If if we went around, we we tried to talk to people about the Lord. We did yesterday. We do it in the jail. We do it in the nursing homes. We do it on the street corner. We try to do it in the public school. We try to do it everywhere we can, talk to people about Jesus Christ. But, you know, if you went up to him and said, hey, we're passing out gifts. Would you like, would you like, uh, I've got $1,000 here. Would you like the gift? Who would say no to that? $1,000? Yeah, it's a gift. It's free. Well, what do I have to do to get it? Well, what do you have to do to get any gift? You've got to take it. You've got, now, I can't force it on you. Can you imagine? If I was here with Matt and I said, i got a gift $1,000. Would you like the gift? And he just sits there. I'm not going to start shoving it in. No, he's got to want it. He's got to to reach out and take it. God says, I have eternal life. Man, you know, the crazy explorers and people going across the ocean uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago trying to find the fountain of youth and, and, and amen, and they're still trying to find the fountain of youth. They're just trying to find it in a little jar of cream or something, amen, or, or Botox or, uh, or stem cells or, amen, brother, they're trying to live long, trying to find how to live forever. You can't live forever here. But God will give you a gift. But you've got to be willing to take it. But if it was $1,000, if it was $10,000, if it was a million dollars, if we walked and knocked on people's doors and said, hey, we got $10,000 here, we're giving away you, would you like it? How many of them you think would take it? Well, you'd have to be an insane fool not to take that, wouldn't you? Now, there might be, there might be somebody that's a little off. If I had a briefcase full of $100,000 and I came up and offered it free, no no strings attached, here's $100,000 in this briefcase, free, would you like it? And somebody says, no, I don't don't need your money. That That guy's got a problem, isn't he? I don't take handouts. Give it to me then. I'm not going to take handouts. I'm not going to. Wouldn't that be foolish? If it's free, let me ask you, what do you think eternal life is worth? Can, can, you put, can you put a dollar amount on that? Can you put a value on living forever and ever? And not just living forever and ever, but living forever and ever with God. Living forever and ever in a wonderful place with Him. No pain, no sickness, no heartache. No destruction, no strife, forever, no graveyard, no cancer, nothing. 
forever and ever and ever with, with, with the perfect One, with the faithful One, with the unchanging One, with the loving One, the Holy One, the righteous One, the kind, gracious, forever and ever with Him. Can you put a value on that? And yet God reaches out to man every day. I'd like to give you a gift of eternal life. They say, I'm busy. No, thank you. There is either a screw loose in it or there's so much pride in the heart. I don't take handouts. Eternal life is a gift of God and He extends it to you and He extends it to me. But you have to receive it. God's not going to force it on you. As many as received Him, the Bible says, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on His name. So my question is, have you received eternal life as a gift? If I asked you this morning, do you have eternal life? What would you say? Now, now with, with it being free, with it being free, I don't want you to cheapen it because it's not cheap. Just because it's free doesn't mean it's cheap. Some of you are planning your Christmas gifts right now. And you've got these big plans to impress somebody or maybe you love somebody so much and you've planned getting this gift, you know. And it's free to the to the one that takes it, but it's not free to the one that gives it. Isn't that right? Eternal life is a free gift of God, but it costs God everything. It costs Jesus His lifeblood. It costs the cross. It costs the death of the Son of God who loved you and gave Himself for you. It costs Him taking your sin and my sin. It's a great cost, so don't think it's cheap. It came at a great cost of our Savior. But He paid for it and He says, would you like it? Boy, I tell you what, I think humanity has to be insane not to receive the gift of God which is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't anybody want that? There's probably somebody in here this morning that doesn't have that gift. And you're so consumed with other things you're trying to keep your hands on instead of receiving an eternal gift that would never stop. You know, there was a rich man that came to Jesus one day and he didn't understand this principle of eternal life being a gift. And he came to the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 19 and he says, he said, good master, what may I do to inherit eternal life? He thought he had to do something. And the first thing Jesus said to him was, why do you call me good? Oh, what a statement by the Lord. And that really, that really sets the context of the whole discussion. This man said, what good things shall I do that I can inherit eternal life? He thought, good things you're doing, good things I would do, would get me something in eternity. And Jesus said, well, why do you call me good? He's trying to define good for the man. Because the man needed to know that he wasn't good. He never could be good. And there was only one good. And that's God. Jesus was good, yes, because He was God. There's no way I can do a good thing to get eternity. There's nothing good about me. Maybe that's why many don't receive that gift. They never will come to the conclusion that I can't be good enough to get it on my own. I have to receive it as a gift. Eternal life. Defined eternal life as a gift. Would you look in our text again? He says in verse 11, 1 John 5, 11, and this is the record that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life.
Eternal life is only found in Jesus. It's not found in religion. It's not found in you. It's not found in coming to church. He didn't say, he, didn't say, he that goes to church has life. He didn't say, he that gets baptized shall have life. He didn't say, he that keeps the Ten Commandments has life. Matter of fact, the Bible says there's no life in the Ten Commandments. There's no life there. There's, there's only life in one place. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the life. Matter of fact, remember the verse in verse 20 that we just read about uh, we are in Him that is true even in His Son, Jesus Christ. At the end of the verse, verse 20, look at it. This is the true God and eternal life. Jesus Christ is eternal life. He is the life. You get Him, you've got the package. You, you either have Him or you don't have Him this morning. You either have eternal life or you don't have eternal life this morning. It's all wrapped up in Jesus. And if you have Jesus, you have eternal life because He is eternal life. He was that eternal life that John said that he looked upon and he saw with his eyes and his hands handled in chapter 1 and, and also chapter 1, not just verse 1, but verse 2. He said this is the tr- eternal life that was manifested that, that we could all see. I wonder this morning, do you have Jesus? If you don't have Jesus, you don't have eternal life. I don't care what your pedigree is. I, I don't care what you've done or you haven't done. Eternal life is a gift and it's in Jesus. You get Him, you get the eternal life. And then I see, this is very important. Verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye... What's that next word? Now, now guys, there's, there's something about the Bible. If you, if you don't take every... Every word of the Bible is so important. It's not just, that's why people change the Bible, because, they, because it's so important, everything just the way it says. If you mess with it at all, you're going to lose the picture. You're going to lose the truth. He says that ye may know that ye have, H-A-V-E, have eternal life. That is present tense. And that comes from the previous verse. He that hath the Son of God hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Now, what do you have? What do you have? You remember when God talked to Moses and said, what do you have there in your hand? Now, if I asked you that this morning, what do you, what do you have in your hand? Now, now he, he's, got, he's, he's got a Bible in his hand. Now, he's not hoping to have a Bible in his hand. He not will have a Bible. Now, now at, in about an hour, he may not have this in his hand. But, but right now, what does he have in his hand? He's got this Bible in his hand. It's a present possession in his hand. Eternal life is a present possession. possession. He does not say, if you believe on the Son, that you will have. That would put it in the future. That'd be something you're waiting on. He said, if you'll believe on the name of the Son of God, you, can, you, you should know that you have, that's right now, in your heart, in your life, you have eternal life. A present possession. Well, then why when you ask somebody, are you saved? Do you have eternal life? Do you know you're going to heaven? They say something like this. Well, I hope so. Well, I guess so. No, no, do you have it? Well, I'll find out. (laughs) 
that, don't gamble with your soul like that. You either have it right now or you don't have it. Do you have eternal life? You say, well, I'm not sure about it. Well, I wouldn't leave here until I was. Because it's more valuable than the car you'll get in and drive home with. It's more valuable than your job. It's more valuable than your family. Do you have eternal life? Well, I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Because he says in here that you ought to know that. Most important question of life. Do you present tense have eternal life? And I want you to understand that eternal life means that it can't be temporary. That eternal life that we have is in us. Eternal life is not temporary life. This is what some people think about salvation. They think salvation is like this. Well, I got sorry for my sin. I called on the Lord, so I'm saved until the next time I do something real bad. And then I lose it, and then I have to get it again. Well, that's not eternal life. That's just life until you sin again. Are you thinking with me? That's why we started with the pretext of what is eternal life? Eternal life is something that never, ever, ever stops. Do you understand that? You say, well, I can't comprehend it and and it doesn't make sense to me that that I could get something that would last forever. I know that's because we're human beings and we're so limited in our brain and we think everything has to have a starting point and a stopping point. But God says, the gift I want to give to you will never have a stopping point. Glory to God. Well, what? do whatever you... Will God ever have a stopping point? Well, what if the whole world votes that he doesn't exist? Will he stop? He's eternal. So when he gives to me eternal life, I have that possession. It's not that I'm waiting on it. That's why that word's so important. I'm not waiting on it. I have it right now. Well, if I have it right now, that means it'll never stop. And see, that's the difference between what we believe in this Bible versus what religions teach. We believe what God said and that we can have something, a knowledge that we know that we're going to live forever with God because we received His gift, because we believed on His Son. And it's rooted in His promise. Look at chapter 2. It's not rooted in my goodness. It's rooted in His promise. He said in 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 25, And this is the promise that He had promised us, even eternal life. He didn't promise you life until you sin next. Thank God for that. You know why? You sin all the time. (laughs) Well, if I kill somebody... Yeah, but you're proud and you're bitter and you get mad and you curse... We have these little sins. Well, if I get drunk, you know. Look, look, sin is all wicked in the sight of God. And if our salvation stopped the next time we sin, they ain't none of us going to be saved. But God says this, I know what you are. You're a sinner. But if you'll come in repentance and faith and believe on my son, I'll give you eternal life. It'll never stop. It'll never stop. That's what God said. That's what he promised. Well, I can't understand that. Well, I, I just accept it. I can't understand eternity anyway. Amen. But I know God's not a liar. And I know what He promised to me eternal life. 
Because I believed on his son. Have you believed on his son? Do you have eternal life? It's not temporary. It's not till you get mad again. It's not till you fall out of church. No. It's eternal life. And you either have eternal life or you have no life at all. God doesn't pass out temporary life. So this is my last thing. Would you look back at verse 15? And this is something that is a distinctive of Baptists. Now, we're Bible believers. We don't just call ourselves a name because we're so proud of being a denomination or whatever. But we call ourselves Baptists because of the doctrine we believe. And there are not too many people that believe this verse in verse, excuse me, verse 13, I'm sorry. 1 John 5, 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may, what's the next word? No. No. That's K-N-O-W. I know that I have eternal life. The assurance, eternal life should be an assurance in your life. I know this. We say, I've never been up to heaven to see my name up there. Look, you know what he says? He said, this is the record. This is the record that God has given to us eternal life. This is it. You see, what we want, we want to see something. We want God to roll back the clouds and, and we want to hear God speak from heaven. Hello, John, you belong to me. You will be in heaven forever. That's not the record. We want the little goosebumps in our heart that we wake up and we go to bed. Whoo, I feel so wonderful, I'm safe. Well, tomorrow you may feel like a devil. That's not the record. I got a birthday that's written down in Morgan County, Alabama, in Decatur, Alabama. It was Decatur Hospital, I don't know what it is now. We're at the courthouse. And I don't remember nothing about that day. I don't have goosebumps about that day. Matter of fact, I probably got a spanking that day. <laughs> but you know what? There's a record. Well, how do, have you ever met these people that doubt everything? There, we got some wacko people that doubt their existence. I've talked to them. I've talked to people about the Lord that did not even believe that they were on planet Earth. And they weren't even doing drugs at the time. There are people that doubt everything. You know what I could do? I could doubt that I really was born in Decatur, Alabama. Well, you know, I think mom and dad lied to me. Matter of fact, I don't even know that I'm their their child. Maybe I was adopted. Maybe they picked me up in some foreign country. Wouldn't that be foolish? But I wasn't there. Well, I was there, but I didn't know I was there. I have no... I have no personal proof. Right? I've just, I just, I've got a birth certificate that I pull out and I see little, two little, two little feet print right there. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And it's got my mom's name, it's got my dad's name, and it's got the time, and it's got my name, and that's the day you were born. That's the record. And the only way I can tell you that I was born in Decatur Hospital is because of that record. You know what? 
The record is right here. It tells me if I believed on the Son of God with my heart that I know that I have eternal life because this is His record. Now, do you know that or do you hope so? And that's what some, a, lot, a lot of people have a problem with. They just can't believe what God said. They just can't believe what He said. I got to feel it. I got to know it. I got to explain it. You, you can't feel eternity. You can't explain eternity. But I know. Look at me this morning. See the assurance on the face of this sinful man. I know that I'll never go to hell. I know that I'll, I'll live with God forever. I know that right now I have eternal life because I believe the record that God gave of His Son. And that gives me assurance. Do you have eternal security? Oh, you believe in once saved, always saved. I believe in eternal life. And I believe that I can know that I have it because He said it in the Bible. And He said right here, look at chapter 5 again, I'm about finished. He said right there in uh, verse number 14, would you look at that? And this is the what? Confidence. (laughs) Amen. I've got confidence in God. I've got confidence to live my life. Why? I believe the record God gave His Son. I believe I have the assurance of eternal life. I know it. The Bible says about the Lord Jesus and being made perfect, He became the author of eternal salvation. Unto them that obey Him, and all you have to do is obey that call to a sinner. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that gospel message that He's the one that obtained eternal redemption for us. Do you know that? If you don't know that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't live that way. I'd go to God and say, God, based on your word, I know that I'm a sinner. And based on your word, the best way I know how I'm believing on the name of the Son of God. And when I do that now, according to your word, since you are not a liar, I know that I have eternal. You say, well, how, how do we go about doing that? I'm finished. Verse 13 is sort of an anathema, or not an it's sort of an enigma verse. It says, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. God wants you to keep believing Him after you get saved and keep trusting Him, not just in the matter of your salvation, but the matter of your daily life. So the next verse he says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. Watch it, watch it now. This is, this is important about eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Do you believe that? Yeah. Verse 15, and if we know that, that he hear, hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you, if you'll ask God for something in His will, that He'll hear it and answer it? Do you believe that? Is that what He said say? Is that what He says? Do you know what I know His will is? His will is for you to be saved. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
You want eternal life? Ask Him. It's just a prayer away. God, I want your eternal life through Jesus. I want the gift. I don't know it's your will to give it to me, so I ask you for it. And then know that He gave. Isn't that simple? But how many people don't do that? Because so many other people have lied to them and they've lied to so many other people. They think that God won't keep His promises too, but He will. Do you have eternal life? Do you know it?